Welcome to Macro Hack Radio. Here, we have one mission, set people up for success no matter what their fitness goals are. We believe in tracking macros and how it can positively influence training, nutrition, and food awareness for individuals who want to live a fitness-minded lifestyle. We are back with another episode of Macro Hack Radio, and this is episode 12. We welcome you to our podcast. If you haven't been here already, make sure you go back to the other episodes and check it out. Um, but today we're going to be talking about maintenance. We talked, we touched on it a little bit uh, a couple episodes ago, but we're going to go a little bit deeper um, in, as far as what happens after you do all the craziness of the dieting, the reversing if you go through it, and the intuitive part. Now what does it look like? after that like we always hear that people say quote unquote i just want to live life i just want to um, live life and enjoy myself and not have to worry about that so what does that look like post all the chaos oh man it's a long road and the one thing that you must have to be in this space for any length of time the word that nobody likes you have to be very very patient and no one patience seems to want to hear that word when it comes to like fitness stuff. We all need like the instant result, right? The second change, we need to see something happening immediately. Once our brain has switched to like the, I'm doing this gear, um, then we just need to see like some type of result because that's just how we are. But a lot of the magic happens in just like the maintenance space, in my opinion. So just, you can live life, still do a lot of the things that you've done before, the habits that you built over the course of months. Um, one thing, just to touch on that, I just mentioned it before, one thing I always would hear from people, like whenever I prep or when I'm not, you know, during prep I would, you know, they would think I'm being intense, which I was just being more strict in, mm-hmm. with the eating and food choices and amounts. But then afterwards, I'd still go to the gym, and they're like, "You're still training. You're yeah. still training for that show." I'm like, "No, I did the show, but I still this is what I yeah. do. I I do this normally and naturally. Like this is it's just the thing. It's a thing. So you don't always have to be doing the thing during the time the or the times of dieting. Yeah. Um, this should truly make a lifestyle. Yeah, it's where that is where like forever. the big bulk of you know all of the results should happen because if it's you're always going to extreme either dieting or bulking as they call it or like being in a caloric surplus it can be very like chaotic and it's also psychologically chaotic and it can also be like physiologically chaotic for your body to be like always in a constant state of trending up or trending down like our bodies like um homeostasis which is basically just finding the the average of everything that's where our bodies operate really smoothly and when we throw all those extremes in there our hormones aren't optimal and you know just we don't function optimally our energy is blah um yeah and our mindset can go you know all wacky during those extreme times too so learning to have patience in that middle ground of maintenance is huge for results but it's the part nobody thinks of <laughs> so this is the what, what we've been kind of stressing um and what how important it is to really be present yes and engage with the process enjoy the process of it and what you're learning throughout the process of now you're creating um, again habits of now you're more de- dedicated you're more uh, committed 
to doing things to going to the gym now where it's just second nature. Yeah, it's not motivation anymore. It's just yes, a routine. Exactly. You and don't have to be motivated. No no longer do you tie like a goal to motivation. You just are doing it because it's so embedded. Like Yeah, and you have fun with it. That's the bottom line too is you enjoy it. It, it feels good and it makes you feel good. It, at least for me, I know it's probably for you the same, Leanne, but it sets the tone for you. Yes. Um, I notice when I'm feeling crappy about myself, it's the times where I'm not working out. Mm-hmm. And um, just it helps with, at least I, it helps with my center of well-being. Like a few weeks ago, someone asked me, why do you work out? And he was, um, he used to do like marathons and stuff. And he was just, you know what? You're a fitness guy. Like, why do you work out? I'm like, well, I do it because it sets the tone for me and who I am and my character just it really keeps me consistent with my everyday life of everything it Mm -hmm. really is the foundation of who I am it is and I found when I didn't work out for a long time and just fell in my hole I kind of lost myself as well Um, but when I started working out more it really brought me back to life and just enjoying things a lot more totally I think it's just you know whether it is the exercise side or the nutrition side that goes with maintenance just there is a certain respect that comes from you know when you see a person like we were just talking about the rock or somebody like that when you see a person that's always in shape like that it really lends you feel like you know about them something about them a consistency a certain respect that goes with a person that does always stay you know somewhat in the realm of being in shape it doesn't have to be like super extreme but it's like there's a lot of respect that goes with somebody that has a physique that is well maintained and that goes far beyond like you know bodybuilding it's it's just more of like a, I do this because it's a lifestyle and it is part of what you do and that's where like a ton of the results can happen as well you can build and change body composition a lot in that maintenance realm and people don't realize you know that that's possible you don't always have to be going one way or another and learning to be patient in that space can pay off huge in terms of like your overall shape, strength, muscle, um, just all of that that we're all like working towards. You made some really big like changes in your physique just from maintaining or being yeah. intuitive just over the years because you've been lifting for how long? I've been lifting since I was 16 but really seriously like since I was 18 since I played sports in college. It was became more structured with everything when I was like 18. So. And I was about 15 um, when I started. And um, and I, I didn't take it serious the first year. That I just kind of did it. And then 16 or 17 is when I took it more seriously. Like serious. 16, yeah. I did it by accident. It was I broke my leg and was like forced to go to the gym because I was bored. And yeah. I my football coach was like, you need to look, work out if you want to play varsity football because he wanted me to play varsity when I was in eighth grade. And so I'm like, I guess I got to work out. And I hated it. I did not want to do it at all. So funny. Because I was so intimidated. I, I absolutely despised it. So I just started doing it and liked it. And just, it made me feel good. Got more comfortable. Got more comfortable. And yeah, and just kind of made it a committed type thing. It's pretty cool. And uh, like on the non just sort of lifestyle, like part of this topic. So we're kind of talking about just like lifestyle wise, like what does that look like? But based on like more data and science of it, it's like that can, we can kind of just explain how that can look. So once you're at like a maintenance weight, you know, it it usually will be associated with like a look you're comfortable with. So it's like, you may not be super shredded, the most lean you've ever been in your life. And you also aren't like 
you know, super swole or jacked or big, have too much body fat on you where you're not super comfortable with that either. It's just to look kind of in the middle where it's like you're confident to live there. And the cool thing about that is if you can find like that sweet spot for your body, you also are probably able to eat within a range of calories that's kind of broad. And if you're weighing yourself periodically or taking pictures, it's like you're able to eat in this bigger range if you're tracking, you know, that's great. Even if you're eating intuitively, it's like you can have some pretty big fluctuations and stay within this similar look or body weight and be just pretty happy and able to like chill. It's very sustainable or it should be. Well, you have to be um, change your mindset with knowing that if you dieted down and you got really lean, let's say some of that might go away. A little bit. You know, bit. once you're in maintenance that you have to accept that that's okay. Because mm -hmm. you can't sustain um, that super lean look. It's really, yeah, like what's sustainable for you. And yeah. it looks way different for everybody. There can be people that are, let's just for example, like super shredded at like, I'm going to give a guy's weight, like 200 pounds. And at 210 pounds, they might look drastically different. And you can't control that. It's just no. genetic. But you're not going to, it's very unsustainable lifestyle wise to stay at that 200 pounds. You just can't do it. You're going to be fighting through starving and then being overeating starving overeating yes. so you just can't stay there that's not a space so you need to learn to like appreciate your body in that maintenance phase find good things you like about it for women i know like for me being in a more maintenance state is like i'm thankful like i might have more size on my glutes or maybe even like my upper body my shoulders might be fuller like you really have to look for those things that you like about your physique when you're in a more maintenance phase. And again, be present. Don't compare it to the past. Don't compare it to the, you know, what could be in the future. Just like live there and appreciate it for what it is. And also too, everyone, everyone's different where hormonally things will change too quite a bit. Because if you're always lean, your hormones are going to change in, uh, in not a good way, especially naturally. Things shift and testosterone goes down. With women, you get crazier and it's... <laughs> Could. No, I'm just kidding. But um, things happen where that become uncontrollable and that's not necessary. You can't live no, it's like not that forever. Healthy. So like, like me being really lean, I get to the point where I'm exhausted and I my test is down. But like for someone from like you, Leanne, you can be lean naturally year round all yeah. the time. And that's where your body's set point is at. Yeah, it's just... And so, like, some people would be like, wow, Leanne, you're so lean. You're always lean. Like, are you always dieting or I something? I feel like that's a question that's, I always get. Yeah, and you're like, hell no. How like, could I do intake, that for so many years? Yeah, and there's like, no way. And, like, no. you fluctuate just a couple pounds, really. Yeah, a little really. bit. And that's, and that, but you can change so quickly if you wanted to even more. Yeah. Um, but, like, me, my set point, for example, I I sit really comfortably like around 195 200-ish mm -hmm. and I know you're still relatively quite lean you know fairly I I, I don't think I'm that lean you but thank shape. you yes you um, always look good but you look like, fit okay. well thanks um but like when I get down to sh let's say show weight my really leanest I get down to 175 on stage maybe 179 or 178 but Regardless, I don't start actually feeling better until I'm like. I was gonna like, say, how's that feel in for the, you? It feel horrible. Uh, I don't start feeling better until like 190s, like 195. But then when I hit 200, my body just, I I could 
I could gain more weight, but I have to eat it's a lot hard, of yeah. food to gain more weight because now my set point is just kind of reached yeah. and my body functions and feels better around there. And I feel like, I don't, I don't know. You tell me if you ever, I don't think set point theory has ever been like confirmed, but mm-hmm. as coaches, like speaking based on data, um, I would say that there is like some, just speaking based on anecdote, like there is some sort of something there after looking at just like tons of people's data, you see that there is a space where they sit more comfortably in terms of weight, they feel better and they might like bounce up to that weight really quickly if they're reverse dieting or just like in a maintenance phase, that's the weight that their body is just like chilling at. And you can take calories down in that space quite a bit and maybe even up in that space quite a bit. And they're still gonna be very resilient yeah. in that space to sit there. Their body's just very like happy. Yeah. I would say though that maybe through the course of being patient and phases of um, nice slow cutting and through reverse, like potentially one could change their body composition associated with a specific set point a little bit like you might be the same weight that your body's always sat at kind of or close to but you might look quite different than you ever have you know years in the past i know i feel similar i'm like that where in my adult age i really have not changed in weight very much at all but i look so different at this same kind of similar set point than i did like 10 years ago or 15 years ago totally same with with me as well um even like natural uh athletes Two of them working on their physique for a long period of time, you'll see differences of pictures of when they're in their twenties yeah. to now with forties or fifties totally. and they look drastically so bigger different. and you're like, Wow, he must have gained twenty pounds, but really there's no difference. Very in minimal. Yeah. Like don't yeah. I have pictures like that of me yeah. where I'm like, How is this the same weight? It's pretty, it like looks so different. Yeah. But it just um, is I, I wish I had pictures like that. Uh, back then because I had a computer of them and then my computer crashed <laughs> and I that. literally have no pictures to show that but but um, it's a it's a big it's, pretty it's cool. powerful where you realize right. like maintenance and not swinging all over the place like you can create a ton of change to Definitely. your physique and also live very happily and have balance and not just be like constantly yeah like either searching for this physique you want through like tons of diet and exercise and cardio or like I don't know, probably more of a problem for men, but like trying to get huge bra and then you're spending all this time trying to diet down like to where you look good. Like Even then, like I would say more women fall in this trap than men. But once you start coming out of the diet dieting phase, some tend to gain weight pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. When I mean everyone gains weight quickly if they want. But what happens is when you start feeling uncomfortable in your clothes, they tend to diet down. Yeah, it's true. And they can't diet down as well because metabolically they're not um, at a good spot and it's also like for women it's so so important to realize that like though when you're dieting and this is obviously extreme not like a life if you're listening you're more like lifestyle this shouldn't apply because you're not getting that lean but like a lot of women when they're getting stage lean lose their period and it's kind of a normal and accepted thing you know it's within the realm of normal that that might happen but realize like we are supposed to have a period so if you're operating a lot of times in a space where that's not happening that is some indication that your body is not at a healthy like state or space and you shouldn't like be there if in essence like that's a measure of health that's really important for a female obviously there's lots of different variation 
they're in and you know some people just have other issues going on but like that's important to note that if you are healthy and in a maintenance space that is good for you like you should be having pretty regular periods and that also indicates that you're in a good spot to build muscle because if you hormonally are you know all over the map where you're not I would venture to say that you're not in a great space for your body to be like putting on muscle or Mm-hmm. you know looking in a lean way that you want or whatever now let's let's kind of piggyback off that when you say women with muscle mm-hmm. now um i've seen some posts on instagram and even with our own clients too when people say why well, don't when they work out mm-hmm. well, i don't want to put on muscle or i don't want to get big or huge yeah um but you'd be surprised by just putting on muscle a little bit. I mean, you're not going to be obese, like no. or not obese, but massive. No. Where you're going to be happen. all of a sudden the Hulk. Like you've been working out for, you know, since you're 15, you're not like the freaking Hulk. No. I would be it's never huge. Happen. That's like it, it doesn't even Elena too, she's been working out like we Eight all years. look normal. Yeah. Um, but it can vastly change the composition of your physique and how it looks. Mm-hmm. And the comparison when people start like you'll see pictures of women even, I mean, guys too, but um, those who lift really shape and tone yeah, their physique thing. a lot where <laughs> they are actually by lifting, yeah. not by doing cardio. Doing tons of cardio yes. and stuff like that. And speaking of that, like we should talk about in the gym what maintenance can look like. So like how does it translate to exercise? And I think it's a great space because um, – your strength will be higher in a maintenance phase if you're truly like in a what's up that's fun (laughs) yeah 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 like you may not be if you're not in a surplus you may not be the strongest you've ever ever been in your life because occasionally like in terms of strength in order to like bust through plateaus in that way like it may take adding some more size but if you are in a strong maintenance phase your calories are like supporting your activity and what you're doing, like you're gonna be relatively strong. And the other cool thing that I think I've realized over time, and I'm sure sure there's science with it, once you've kind of built a lot of muscle, even if you had to get there through a little bit more extreme measures, so like I bet Tyler, like this, he's a good example too, where we have had phases where we've done a lot of shows and trained really, really hard beyond the realm of what would be like sustainable or something for a normal person. But the cool part is, once you've made like gained all that muscle and strength and your body you know has put it to use in the gym and stuff like that you may not be having to do all of that activity that it took to get there in order to maintain it so in a maintenance space you may be able to lower your volume and potentially you know like switch out some lifts or things that make it more sustainable for you and still maintain that muscle that you've built very well within a certain degree of like you know percentage I'd say like maybe I'm not at a hundred percent of the muscle I've ever had but I'm at 99 and I'm not working out like a maniac in order to be there because I've already built it and it's staying you don't have to do as much volume just to to chill there and keep it instead of seven hours or seven days a week three hours a day at the gym which we don't do by the way but that's people's thinking you could reduce it down to four days totally people maintain really well like even just with I've had a lot of um clients and stuff where like during show season or if they have a big goal it's like maybe we work up to six days of working out but then in off season a lot of them if they're busy and whatever like we'll go down to four and they still maintain within a very great percentage everything they got yeah um i mean we've done different types of training where i when i first started knowing more and gaining more knowledge about 
training and, and dieting um, before I started coaching, I always thought I had to train like six, seven days a week. I thought that was just the norm. I had to do it. Otherwise, I was going to lose, lose my gains. And I literally, although I'm an ectomorph, and you're yeah, the same way, Leanne. Yeah, it's a little harder. But. Um, obviously, when you take off, you know, more like a few weeks at a time, you start to feel skinny. But so much of that is and nutrition, too. What it is. You find, you it know? really is. And yeah. I notice um, even now, sometimes when I don't eat, yeah. I shrink. And then you're like, oh, I got yeah. it back. Yeah, in like exactly. So, um, your in bodies are very interesting as well. Like, Tyler has been cool over the last, like, how long? Five years or something? Yeah. Where you've gained back. Yeah, I gained back all the muscle. Even though you were kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, back, even then, when I got an in body machine back in 2015, I think it was, um, I did a test. I was starting to fall off my, like, regular training regimen. So, it's starting to, that was when the starting point happened. <laughs> How much were you doing before that, though? Like, Working out? Yeah, like up to that point, what did it look like going into that in-body? Uh, I was working out probably about four or five days a week. Sometimes before that, it was up to six. Like and powerlifting This was powerlifting, like heavy, heavy lifting. This is when I was in the bulk of my, my powerlifting where I was just killing myself in the gym um, six days a week and three days of squatting, three days of deadlifting, benching four days a week. So that's like unsustainable. It was that's going to hit a point it was very, where it's yeah. like, yeah, I was getting tired. And so did it in body. I think my skeletal muscle mass came out to be like, I think it was 98 pounds or something like that. Um, but then, you know, I lost it over the years where I just let myself go and I got down to like 88 pounds. What would you say on average you were working out like during that time of the decline? The decline? Yeah. Sometimes, uh, I remember the first time it started happening is actually when we got the facility. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it's funny. It was when the you gym, get a gym was there on site. Yeah. It's like when I when we got a gym and we had access to something all the time, I seemed to not go to the gym as much. And so, so the facility kind of took over my life to where I had to um, do that. And I put less priority on myself. I learned a lot from that. Um I actually did less and I wouldn't go to the gym, but I went a six week span where I was like, you know what? I've just, I've lost it all. I might as well just, you know, keep not lifting. And you weren't tracking and stuff. Not tracking, nothing. Like like... I was just a total blob. (laughs) Um, Blob. Things change a lot and Leanne's even like, just work out even one day or like for 20 minutes and I never would. I mean, (laughs) at that point I think I was like maybe once a week, twice a week was like, an accomplishment for me where twice a week was like that's pretty nuts yeah like a, a disappointment when i did that in the past you know but twice a week was like a f- feat for me it was like oh my god i'm like crushing it yeah yeah and killing it yeah it was like 30 minute workouts there were hardly every it was like arms and doing something i yeah. just go in the gym and do something um but i mean that i did that for a long time i'd go in phases where i'd go like four days one week and like none the next and then like you know, three the next, and I feel like I'm gaining momentum. I'm gonna keep doing this, and I literally lost the desire and passion for it. So I lost a good ten to twelve pounds of muscle, and I. You said the low was what? Uh, I think it was eighty-seven or eighty-eight okay. pounds. So I lost, you know, based off the in body, uh, ten pounds of of muscle, but I gained a lot of body fat. So I went from like I think it was, I want to say it was fourteen or fifteen percent body fat at the time when I had ninety-eight. I gained all the way up to, I think it was like 25 or 26% body fat, but I still weighed the same. So wild. It was I crazy. That, like, yeah, you do have pictures from all this. Yeah, and it looks I do. I, I should post that up um, again, but I have pictures of it, but composition changed a lot. I didn't change in weight, So wild. but I lost all the muscle and gained all the body fat. And so my physique changed, like a lot of things were changing on my body. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> this sucks. And so I was <laughs> like, 
I had to go back into it and I, I knew I couldn't go all out. So I would just do, you know, a few days more here and there. And finally I got consistent where it was consistently like four days, you know, for a while. And then maybe a fifth here and there. And you kind of started tracking again. Too, yeah. I started tracking. Um, and then Leanne started coaching me again. Not and like, that was yeah. like, but that it was all like very man, like managed, like you just yeah. kind of like cruise. I, I into eased it. into it. I went slowly into it. I was patient knowing that this was going to be a while for me to get back at it. And so mentally, I wasn't like, I need to do it now. Yeah, you were really patient. And even to this day, I still am like working on it where I'm now, I got it down a lot more. Mm -hmm. But um, I was managing, and this is not even like going six days a week in vigorous, like working out. Um, I was maybe doing four days a week at like 30 minutes, sometimes an hour just to work out and get in there. And I gained all the muscle back and then some. So crazy. In the last in-body. Yeah. It, that was like it was, really cool to see. Yeah, it was really cool. And I, I imagine like if I would have went harder when we first started in 2017. Yeah. That um, I would be there a lot faster. But still. Still, I was able to get it back. And so you, you can change your composition um, and get it back even if you lost it. Yeah. Too. And like that means he wasn't nearly hitting the volume like he no, was prior. Not even and close. And he was able to gain that not plus some. Close. And I think my physique is like my upper body. My legs have deteriorated because of you I got like injured with my up. knee. Yeah. I hurt my knee. Nobody, I haven't really told a lot of people, but I blew out my knee again. Um, had seven knee surgeries on it and I'm looking to probably get another one. So now he has three so my, pounds of skeletal muscle mass in his legs. So my he, legs. So he thinks. Man, I gotta get back to my leg stuff. But my legs have shrunk. But my upper body is vast. Looks different, and it's actually better than it's ever have in terms of muscle. Totally. And I literally am going 30 minutes a day. Sometimes, uh, not every day, but like 40 minutes tops lately. Yeah. I've been doing more frequency, going to the gym more frequently, but less time. Because I know I'm chipping away, chipping away at it, and that's really all it was—is just chipping away, knowing that. That speaks volumes for anyone listening to this. Like, if, speaking of maintenance, like this is it right here. If you think that you can't like create a ton of change, Tyler really like over the course of this time was not extreme at all. No, he just tracked some here and there. wasn't like never expected to be perfect. And just slowly chipped away, like just I mean, did it. you coaching me, how many times <laughs> and then since 2017 when we started doing it yeah. with me, Yeah. how many times was I like perfect, had a perfect week and was consistent? Not too many, not but that was many. never the goal, you know? You're so right. That was wasn't, like, but yeah, that was not what we talked many. about. But I got better. Yep. Um, but like what you said is, is a good example. And of, he did all the things that we like tell people to do with habits is like he focused on getting more protein in. He focused on like pre and post workout nutrition just put all those like small habits back in play that in a maintenance phase can like do wonders for your physique you're not even realizing like just getting appropriate protein in and focusing on those small things you can really create huge yeah. change and because i i literally just forgot and got rid of all my habits that made me the way i was before all that chaos happened um where i literally just had no desire it was really weird just I, like your routine was so out of whack. way out of whack had and, like no and, yeah. routine. and so once i got the routine down more of just it was weird when you have your own gym at your in your garage or at your own place it it's hard to like get mentally ready and go work out like i had to get in a process of doing it and so finding that knowing you know what why it is i fell in love with it in the first place helped me kind of reset get back to it because I knew I wasn't going to get there right away. And yeah. so uh, I had to be patient. And It worked. It worked. I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. 
I like the maintenance game. It's pretty cool. I do too. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to take everything with a grain of salt, knowing that um, it's a patient, long-term game. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to, you're not going to always maintain being lean. That's one thing you have to accept. Yeah. You can be lean-ish, though, yeah, and appreciate lean, it for what it definitely, is. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, and um, you, that's something I think that can be achievable, is like is striving for a look that you feel confident with, but that is just like sustainable. Like, be reasonable with yourself. Be Treat yourself like you would if you looked at somebody else. Like, you look great, you know? Like, you would never be so hard on others looking at them. It's like, find that space and be there. <laughs> exactly and like learn to love yourself and that that's important accept where you're at and accept that you're doing the best you can that was one thing that helped me a lot with i had some insecurities years ago where um i would work out and do work out for the wrong reasons compete for the wrong reasons i didn't know that until later um like probably f- five six years after competing when a hard time in my life made me kind of like look at my life over and realize well what am deeper. i doing deeper yeah. yeah and so i like realized that i had some insecurities that um i uncovered so i had to learn and practice to um love myself to know that um i need to shift this into not looking a certain way but just being happy and knowing that I, I feel good doing it yeah and that helped a lot to where i didn't care what people thought about how i looked mm-hmm. at all i didn't care about that where it made me a little bit more liberated Cool. Um, where I could just do the things that I wanted to do without judgment or mm-hmm. thinking there was judgment or, you know, with coaching, you know, having to look a certain way that, that I didn't try to let that be pressure, put pressure on me totally. as well. Cause I know sometimes that can be, um, at one point it did, mm-hmm. I kind of let, let it kind of fall back in that place, but it's then it's hard I, to, you know, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And then I let it go. But then, you know, I talk about my vulnerabilities too. And some people look at it as like, well, he's not practicing what it preaches but i'm trying to be human it's real is it's real it is. Yeah. yeah like we all in i think especially competing i'm not saying everybody but for the most part if you need to stand on a stage and put have a stamp or a judgment put on your body like chances are there are some insecurities there and i know that goes for me too and as i've competed more i actually have like a strong resistance to the stage because I realize everything I've done with this body, like the places it's taken me and the strength I've gained through it, like it never needed a stamp and it doesn't now and it, it never will in the future. So it's like the more you dig into it the and the more you find like that happy space of like, I'm doing it for me. I always was doing it for me. Like that's a powerful place to be and not needing it to be something extreme so you can show it off or, you know, whatever it is. The more you're trying to do it for other people, yeah, like the less, yeah. the less happy you're going to be mm-hmm. because you're never going to get any satisfaction or anything um, from the people that yeah, you're trying people to get. Yeah, it's so true. You're trying to get some kind of validation from them. They're not going to give it They're to you. They're never going to give it to you. you got to give it to yourself. <laughs> Every, yes, and if you're trying to look for that validation, you're going to always search Mm-hmm. And you're going to work hard to try and get that approval and that validation. And yeah. You're going to be let down every time. Every time. Because they don't even know you're looking for it. No. You know, and they can't know what to no, tell you. Exactly. Like, Plus, it could be someone that, like, talks crap to you or, like, says things that you look terrible or you suck. And they're never going to, if they're always no. constantly saying that, they're yeah. never going to, even in their mind, they're thinking, wow, they're really, like, they're turning looking around. They're turning around. Yeah. They'll still try and bring you down totally. because now you're better than them or yep. you're looking better than them or you're working hard to do it and they're jealous and envious. Yeah. 
And that sucks to see because we see that a lot. It does. It stinks. We see that a lot. That's really shitty. It's in all of us. Yeah. We've all experienced it. Yeah. So learn from it. But yeah, that's That's the maintenance phase. That's maintenance. It's not like a maintenance phase with like the dieting or sciencey part of it. It's maintenance in real world practical situations. Yep. So I hope you learned a lot from it. Um, if there's anything you guys want to share or anything, uh, we'd love to hear from you on our Instagram at the Flexible Dieting. Um, just shoot us a message. Uh, I know Leanne is she's always on there. Um, I get on there as much as I can, and so it's all of us that are on this. We don't have like a company running our social media. Like we run it. Me. Leanne, mostly uh, Elena. <laughs> Elena is the big. Elena is the big one here that does yes. everything for us. So if you're on the podcast, you can't see this, but I'm like she in the did. <laughs> yes, we have it on video. Um, yes. So it's all real people talking. So don't. Um, we'd love to hear from you, yeah. and if you want, give us a review. We love it or subscribe. And until next time, we will see you guys later. See you later. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us today on Macro Hack Radio. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and hit that subscribe button so that way you can be updated whenever we publish a new episode. We hope to see you next time here on Macro Hack Radio. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram on at the Flexible Dieting, at Nam's Cert, and at TMT Nutrition to see what we are up to on the daily. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Bye.